if you want the rainbow, you've got to put up with the rain. Do you know which philosopher said that? Dolly Parton. Yeah. And people say she's just a big pair of tits. Transmission will start in five seconds from now. Five, four, three, two, one, in. Welcome to Waffle On Podcast. My name is Simon Meddings. And I'm Mark C. Kelly. And uh, I like the sound of that clock that we got there. That's yeah, yeah. very sort of like, <laughs> yeah, like Tales from the Room. <laughs> <laughs> How are you? I'm uh, on a lot, thank you very much. Yeah. And yourself? Yeah, all right, not bad. Looking forward to the beer festival tomorrow. Yeah. Boom, getting That's in. a bit like, this is a bit like, uh, you know, in a chat show where they're coming and like, they obviously have met each other before. But they have to make it look like <laughs> they have I find that really weird. <laughs> Hello, how are you? We have been speaking for three hours before. Yeah, so I've already been here 20 minutes. We've, <laughs> yeah, we've, we've, we've put the world to rights and talked about your fence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, rock and roll, that. And the time we've talked about sex and drugs, never talk about fences. Well, we talked about that <laughs> drugs, but yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> more, more of that, the lack of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, before. Before we uh, remember, must remember not to rub hands, make any kind of noise while the microphone. You're rubbing your hands together. Uh, and apologies to anybody who suddenly uh, found themselves having two downloads of the Police Academy uh, episode uh, last month. Uh, I made a mistake and left 20 seconds of silence on there, which some people appreciate. I'm, oh, yeah, so, I'm starting to think some people would like two hours of silence from us. Next year, let's do a podcast about nothing. Let's do a better silence. Yeah, that was, that was like when I bought that album from, um, remember that one that it was rumoured that Kurt Cobain played guitar? Like, Earth. Remember, bought the Earth 2 uh, album. It's really, it, it, well, one song's good on that, because I still remember It's just one song, it's, it's just like one, one, five notes to make five notes, isn't it? Oh. Because I'm afraid, you're thinking, where's he going to come in? And it doesn't happen, does it? I'm not, did he play on it or not? I don't know, I think that was just his, ma- I don't know, because that was his yeah. best friend, yeah, best friend yeah. He might play on it, might he? I don't know, I've never listened to it again. <laughs> okay. once. It's certainly not on my, is it on my iPod? I can't imagine we're putting it on my No, no, I can't. How depressing would that be at work? <laughs> so uh, we've got some, yeah, so apologies for that. I did re-upload it and edit it, uh, hence the reason why you've got one episode called Police Academy and one episode called Police Academy 1984, so I could differentiate. It's like a redux. It's like a redux, It's like a redux. It's So if you're a member of the Facebook page, obviously Jen at the end of the show will tell you all about where you can come and get in contact with us. Not hard on Facebook, you just type in one podcast. It's getting bigger and bigger, aren't It is, actually. We are getting a few people trying to join us who are know spammed and I did put a notification on if anyone sees anything like suddenly Ray-Ban sunglasses come on there then to let us know and we'll delete them but I'm pretty good on the admin side we, we delete people pretty quickly anyway the office but first of all Cal before we go into that we've got some emails and shit <laughs> uh, this one's from, this one's from Colin James hi guys jump in if you need to comment right. I know it's a, I know it's a really long time since I've been in touch 
I have been iPod-less for a while, or not had enough money to download, sorry, <laughs> enough memory to download podcasts. Well, I haven't had enough money, but look at that, that's yeah. <laughs> uh, To download podcasts. Needless to say, now I do, and I'm slowly going back through what I've missed and catching up. Enjoyed your waffle about The Devil Rides Out. Now I hate horror films, always have, always <laughs> will, and yet I always enjoyed this one. I think it's because it's got that adventure element to it too. I also liked it, I think because of Patrick Moa in Pre-Broken Nose Guys, and you prompted me to think of what else I knew him from at the time I saw the film. Target springs to mind, and wasn't he a team captain who done it, presented by John Pertwee? First done by... Uh, Bloody Woodward. hell, I completely forgot about that. That first series of Who Done It was uh, presented by Edward Woodward. And he looks... i tell you what, after this, right, Google, when I've gone, uh-huh. Edward Woodward, Who Done It, he's got the most amazing beard. You know Tony, Tony Stark has got that kind of... Is the chin beard because ah, ah, it's chin strap, yeah. Edward Woodward rocked it first, uh, and yeah, yeah. he only did was it, and then uh, then me 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 Pertwee took over. What, what was he looking at? Pertwee's always looked the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never looked the same. Presented by John Pertwee, I remember he was introduced as the old bloodhound himself, and he won damn near on every week. I seem to remember as a sidekick in Special Branch, and I think it was with George Sewell, famous for bad hair and UFO, and playing the Jasper Carrot. And Robert Powell's boss in The Detective. Anyway, glad to see you're still turning out the good stuff. I'm looking forward to your next one. Not sure if I'm up to date or not, so I won't supply any thoughts on the next one yet. I will just look forward and enjoy. Good to be back after so long. Cheers, Colin James. That was awesome. Cheers, Colin, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, to be fair. It's where he's been, though. Has he been in prison? No. Has he been in prison? That's not. Well, I don't hope not. Yeah, no, I, I'd like to have someone in prison. I'd love someone in prison to listen to our podcast. That'd be amazing. I wouldn't. I think no, if Charlie Bronson would. <laughs> no, because what if then they turn up at some podcast yeah, yeah, meetup? Yeah, yeah. So, oh no. At the podcast meetup. <laughs> that, that wouldn't be good, would it? Oh no. That would that, really yeah. send uh, at me over the edge. Um, okay, so next one. Hi, and this one's from, who do I say? This one's from, oh, this is from Glenn Sutherland here. No, it's not. Is it? Oh yeah, it's Glenn Sutherland. Hi, Simon. Thanks for that. Oh, so it's because I'd emailed them. Uh, I thought I was one I thought it was one of the most enjoyable t- oh this is because I apologise about this, the silence thing on uh, the podcast oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I'll, I'll throw this in there I thought it was the most enjoyable 27 seconds silence I've ever heard so much so that I thought it was the radio editor John Cage's 433 congratulations on an excellent cover and a morning's passing on the updated version thought I would let you know being a fan of classic British films or two that I have just added to my collection the Anxiety Incident, starring Richard Todd and William Hartnell, and of course based on a true story of HMS Amethyst, caught up in the Chinese Civil War and a favourite of mine I have been meaning to get for years, Campbell's Kingdom, with Dirk Cobar, got Dirk Cobar, Dirk Cobar, <laughs> you can tell I'm tired, and Stanley Baker. One of the reasons I like it so much is that it has James Robinson, Justice of Sid James in such unusual roles. A great adventure film. Cheers, Glenn. So then, now, this is Glenn's uh, opinions on... The Office, which I asked him to email him. Firstly, well done on your sub- superb podcast. If only I'd heard of you sooner. Oh. Here are my, well, there's nearly six years of us. Uh, here are my thoughts on The Office. Firstly, and this may alienate me, but I do prefer The American Office. I know, how dare I? That was a very good intake of breath. <laughs> uh, get out! Uh, I can't remember any other remake from the States being as successful, although to call it a remake is a bit of a stretch, as only yeah. the pilot episode is a direct cap- copy. After that, he's had its own storylines, although they are similar. Vicky Gervais does make uh, two appearances in the American office as David Brent, once in person and once via a video interview when they're looking for a new manager. I do remember watching some, but not all, although I probably have seen it all, of the UK office on TV. 
and there's only a few parts that stick out. Tim finally telling Dawn how he feels and giving him pencils. Gareth teaching how to pick up a box and expression on Gareth's face as driven away in a motorcycle sidecar. Mm. Also, I remember Finchie, but mostly because I hated him. Also, I have to mention the appearance of David Brent and Gareth at the concert for Diana. Um, I don't think that was actually his debut. I think that was just as Ricky Gervais, but he did the dance, didn't he? Which I remember being cringeworthy. Oh, no, even he said he, he, he was, it was embarrassing, wasn't he? He had to fill it in, didn't he? Yeah. He had to do a fill-in. And no one was asking him to do the dance. He, he just he did that classic, you are? Yeah, no. You want me to do the dance? <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. right then. Yeah. Uh, lastly, and this is probably not the case, but it feels as though the show launched the careers of so many of the cats, Marty Freeman, Mackenzie Cook, etc. And I don't recall them in anything prior to the office. And of course, there's Jasper Cat's connection, which we all know about. Best regards, uh, Glenn Sutherland from Edinburgh. It's nice, isn't it? That's a very good uh, thing, Uh We also have a iTunes review. So I'll Whoa. read that just as I drink my coffee. Uh, that was a bad timing. Well, could be, but you know, we don't edit this. <laughs> okay, so this is titled Does Exactly What It Says on the Tin. And this is by Eric the Gnome. Mm. Uh, at some point in the future, podcasts will be a thing of the past, and whatever replaces the void will no doubt tackle the nostalgic of them. Tributes to podcasts will be the new podcasts, and Waffle on the Next Generation is bound to be among them. Oh. Simon Meddings will be replaced by a Shakespearean actor. And Mark C. Kelly will evolve into a wisecracking robot. But until then, now, enjoy the original Waffle Iron with its dated haircuts. Star sign, I have no evidence to back this up. And simply but effective special effects as two mates talk on and on about the good old days of TV and film. Informative, nostalgic and downright lengthy. What's not to like? That's very, very, very good. It's good, isn't it? It is very good. It's like as uh, Daniel Vieira was uh, as a text to us. Ah, as he's, the, uh, he's got low-tech. The biggest bang for his book. Yeah. I think that was a backhanded compliment. In other words, it was cheap, but everyone would love it. Right? And this is why he was quite jealous. Oh, damn. <laughs> yeah, he was really, really. <laughs> yeah. What can you... That's the thing is, though, right, yeah. is that sometimes being, you know, just basic is what people want. Yeah, I'll give you another analogy about that. It's like me with, uh, vi- with uh, vinyl records. Everyone's obsessed with vinyl. Vinyl, vinyl, vinyl. I care what comes out of the vinyl. I don't care if I hear it on a transistor at an AM, transistor Albert radio. Jesus. I don't care. It's the music, it's the product that matters, not where it comes from. People are getting so obsessed with vinyl, and I don't care. All I want is to hear that music, and it's a bit like this, you know, how we, how we do it, mm. what comes out is all that really people remember. Not, yeah. oh, that sounded amazing to do it, but be graphic, graphic, I'm going to say graphic equalisers then. <laughs> So you've gone from Transistor album Radio, which yeah, I yeah. seem to remember was your radio in your bathroom. It was. Oh, yeah, 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 it was. It's like I said, I think it's like that. It doesn't matter how we do it, as long as we get it out there. When people hear it, they don't really think how hey, well it's produced or whatever. Mm. They think that's really funny. Or what about the wankers out? <laughs> which, <laughs> which more likely is... <laughs> and we have shelved episodes in the past, because we, we've, we, when we've done it, we thought, we, we've turned around and went... Yeah, that wasn't very good, was it? No, there's a level of loneliness every week. Yeah, yeah. All like yeah. ones where we do it on a Thursday night fair, we, and our brains weren't working. Oh, where we yeah. couldn't remember oh, well, anything. I think that was a Vic Rees one, wasn't it? Which yeah. we are going to do, actually. We're going to, we are going to do Vic and Bob. Um, but it was one of the ones where when we did it, we just weren't really in the mood, no, was no. we? I can't remember how time it was on that one. When you mean, what's on the end of the stick? And I can remember what his name was. <laughs> I think we knew then it was too tight, that yeah, podcast. Ironically, because he's called the man with the stick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, we're going to talk about The Office. We're doing the UK version of The Office, not the American one, the original one. So, Cal, what do we do before we talk about it? You play some kind of theme tune.
seen a blind man cross the road Trying to make the other side You ever seen a young girl growing old Trying to make herself a bride Sixpence for your sake And drink a bottle full of rye Four and twenty blackbirds in a cake And bake them all in a
Okay, there. The uh, theme song for the show is, of course, Handbags and uh, Gladrags, arranged by Big George, that arrangement, and uh, written in the 1960s by Mike uh, Diabo, uh, former vocalist for the pop group Manfred Mann. Oh, it was just- been done a load of times that song, though, isn't it? It has. Stereo Phonics has done it. Rod Stewart. Rod Stewart. I know the Rod Stewart one quite well. Yeah, which I thought was that, that version, actually. I thought it was the... You only hear the piano yeah. thing of it. Uh, in Series 1, Episode 4, though, a version is performed by uh, Vicky Gervais uh, in character as Brent, yeah. um, which is featured over the uh, old credits. And, of course, um, there we go. So, The Office uh, sitcom is a mockumentary uh, created by Vicky Gervais no, it's saying Ricky Gervais, not Gervais. Yeah, yeah. Uh, right, is it now? Is it Gervais or Gervais? No, yeah, because we were saying this, but I always say Ricky Gervais. Gervais. It's Gervais, isn't it? Yeah, Gervais. but I always say Ricky Gervais. Yeah, so... I, I, I know. Don't get angry by it. Uh, it's also written and directed by the pair of them, and we'll go through the cast in a minute. There was two series, uh, 13 episodes and three specials. Three specials. Mm-hmm. Right, the, the Christmas episodes and, of course, the comic relief one. Uh, produced by Ashta Atala and approximately 30 minutes each it was original release was 9th of July 2001 bloody hell wow that's a bit of a shock isn't it yeah. so it doesn't seem that long ago no it doesn't seem that long ago uh, to the 23rd, 27th of December 2003 yeah I mean is it because Vicky Gervais has sort of like been always on the scene since then yeah do you think because I mean really, I suppose so because he's even though he hasn't done his character for a while properly he's always kept it in people's mm. what do they call it uh, in people's mind hasn't he it's always doing it he's always been drips and drabs of his character hasn't yeah. he so that, I think that's when you're right there I think because he weren't he, you didn't yeah, you had saw it for the last 10 years it's not as like if he did it and then he'd never done it again mm. that would seem like a long that, that's a bit like Phoenix Knights isn't it seems such yeah. a long time ago Phoenix Knights when I mean, it's the same time isn't it yeah Right, but it seems a long time ago because he hasn't done his Brian Potter hardly ever. Mm. And I think that's what it is. Also as well, I think that when you get comedy clip shows, Brent's always on it. And it's either the Brent doing the dance or, you know, some kind of quote, uh, which we opened the podcast with a quote. Um, so I, I think that's one of the reasons why it's always like our oh, 10, you know, 10 most cringeworthy moments and Brent things always in it, 10 best comedy moments. You're right, Brent, yeah, yeah, yeah. In it. So you'd always seen him. And, uh, and also as well, there was an influx of people doing impersonations of David Brent. And I think there was even people in, in, who started going out and doing personal appearances as David Brent. Yeah, because that's what the, the comedy special, the, the Christmas special was all about when yeah. he was doing that, when he was into all. that world. So I wonder if he did that deliberately because of the, the thing, what do you think? Mm, yeah, I think, you know, I think so, because he's quite um, savvy on things like that, isn't he? He knows, mm. he knows all that world really well. He's, well. Always, he's always retweeting, if you follow Ricky Gervais on, on Twitter... He's always retweeting like Brent. There's a website called Brentisms, and there's all that, and he's always retweeting them. Oh. So he's always doing stuff like that. Oh. Um, but let's talk about Ricky Gervais. Ricky Jean de Gervais, born uh, 25th of June 1961 in uh, Whitley, Berkshire, in England. Uh, medium stand-up, television, film, radio. Uh, known for cringe comedy, insult comedy, musical comedy, and black comedy. His influences are Groucho Marx, Stan Lowell, Ollie Hardy, Peter Cook, Dudley Moore, and Christopher Guest. I tell you, all that, though, when you think of them four things he talks about there, all them four things are in the office. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's definitely, definitely a man of his parts, isn't he? What he loved, he put in there. And I, like, I like comedians who do that. Do you think... The character of Finchie is not a very nice bloke. He's kind of put down his, his kind of like superiority complex. He's very much based on what Peter Cook was like. Yeah, I, I, yeah, the Peter Cook and Dudley Moore. Because the Oliver uh, Hardy is clearly where Marty. Now, although yeah, Marty that was says a, that, he he was that was his way because he said I didn't, didn't quite know how to look at the camera. 
So he kind of looks at the camera and, and thought, yeah, I like Oliver I don't Hardy's believe got, that. Because he is clearly Oliver that, Hardy. Yeah, that, you know, that, they, inv- they sort of invented that, didn't mm. they? That, you know, I don't know what the proper... There is a proper term for it, you know. Well, it is breaking the fourth wall, yeah. isn't it? Well, it's exasperation. Isn't exasperation, it? it's you, it. It's you, their, their way of looking at you as the audience. And you know you, you're laughing, but you like, like especially with uh, Lauren Hardy, obviously it would always be Ollie who would be looking at the camera going, off oh, for God's sake. No. I don't think Stan ever did. No. But you're laughing at his downfall, or say he's falling into a puddle or something classic like that. But then when he looks at you, you then suddenly stop laughing to a certain degree and start, and, and you, you feel for him. Well, that's, pay, it, that's it, pathos, it. isn't it? Yeah. That's what yeah. pathos, isn't it? He's understanding where the person's in and that's why you find mm. him funny. And then it turns into sadness. Yeah, yeah and then reality. And then, yeah, like, which, I, is, which is why I think... Um, I mean, Ricky Gervais has done sort of like... After this, he did uh, Extras as Andy Millman. Which was a similar kind of format yeah. to it as well, but you you can't you again from the first series of extras you kind of liked him. Second series you thought like you're him. an arse. but it's also similar to, to Brent. First series you kind of like him, although I'll tell you my opinions a little bit after yeah, the yeah, talk yeah, to yeah. Us, remind me. Yeah, right? yeah. And then of course the payoff again is the Christmas episode where he apologises to his best friend via the Big Brother camera, which is one of the most. Well, we talk about, about this. The two, the two, I, you know, I still think the two greatest Christmas specials I've ever seen. Apart from I say, apart from any false noises, have been have been the office and extras. Yeah, I think them two are just perfect. You can, you know, I can just I weirdly I watched the extras Christmas special last weekend. Oh really? Not not watching. I don't need to watch the series. Yeah, 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 you yeah. can just put it on and we. Oh, that's an amazing piece of work. Mm. And the office is like that as well. You watch. You can mm. watch that Christmas on its own. In fact, you, in fact, you really look forward to. Are you really looking forward to getting to those things? Oh yeah, even though you know what's coming. Yeah. Yeah. And that's when you know comedy really works. Rewatchability thing has been overplayed these days, but I think that definitely has got it. Mm. It's like, like you still get hit up, even by the ending when he's getting upset. It still gets you upset, even though I've saw it. God knows how many times. Yeah, because you, 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 yeah, you really dislike him, Andy Mormon. Oh, he's brilliant how he turns yeah, it in I that. Do. But then he turns it round and he realises exactly what... You know, and it's so nice seeing. Oh, what's her name? Jen, uh, Ashley Jensen. Yeah, yeah, Ashley Jensen. Yeah. She's a great actor. She. She's really, really good, nice looking as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah so um, Jure worked initially in the music industry. Now he was in a 1980s uh, uh, band, wasn't he? Yeah, do, you, a, do you know what, what the band was called? Oh God, I don't know. Was it called Dots Me Like Seymour or something like that? Was it? Siona Dancing. Yeah, I know it was something like that. And if you look him up there, oh, there's a lot of there's a lot of makeup going on there. And he was skinny, you know, that's the thing. Yeah, really skinny. Yeah, he was also a manager for a an unknown band, a very well known '90s pop band in England. What? Suede. It was the uh, was it? He was the manager of Suede before they got really before famous. Before they got the, uh... yeah. Um, so obviously he wrote um, uh, The Office with Stephen Merchant and he's been in several films such as Ghost Town, The Invention of Lying, Muppets Most Wanted. Not really, um, not really taken off uh, if I'm if I'm honest with you. His films, not, they're not made in music. Nah, I've got to say it, 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 we've talked about this yesterday, weren't we? It's got a bit of the Simon Pegg, hasn't it? Where he's so yeah. desperate to be a star, mm. he picks anything. You know. When, you know, what will you remember Ricky Gervais for? You say if Ricky Gervais, something happened to Ricky Bay and he'd finish now. Whatever, what way that. It'd be, t- yeah, it'd be, it'd be TV, office. wouldn't it? It'd be The Office TV. Well, it's like 11 o'clock show, wasn't it? Oh, the Office and the Atheism. Yeah, that's it. It wouldn't be his films, would it? <laughs> oh, that one where he plays the comic foil. Oh, that one where he plays the comic foil. Mm. Uh, you know, I, I just think he could... I don't quite know. I mean, I really like Ricky Gervais. And oh, well, I, 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 I think his first stand-up tour, Animals, He's brilliant. Yeah, they have got credit, got weaker. Got, they got 
Weaker and shorter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, we we saw... What did we see? We saw... Fine. You've seen two, haven't you? I've saw Fine. I've saw all. Was it Science? No, we didn't see Animals. No, we didn't see I've saw Fine. Science. Science. That, no, he's done three, isn't he? Is he done three? three. Yeah, yeah, I've saw two. And then two are just not very... No, no. Nah, nah. I've watched Animals quite a bit. But I don't quite know his justification for living in America. That's a good really? point. Because yeah. if you live in America, then it's because you're doing lots of things. Yeah, he's doing lots of stuff in America. That's well, one. apart from the fact, of course, he can clearly afford to have two apartments. I guess he's wants to live in New York. I'm not it? jealous about that. Yeah, he's doing a thing for Netflix, isn't he? Oh, yeah, he's filming thing. at the moment for Netflix, and of course, it's going to be the David Brent film, but we'll, we'll come to the reason yeah, yeah, why we're yeah. a bit dubious about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, talk about uh, the other one, because let's face it, this is a partnership for The Office. Uh, Steve Merchant, Steve Merchant, bought 24th of November 1974 in Hannum, Bristol. You can tell he's from Bristol. Yeah, His yeah, accent yeah. gives yeah. it clearly away. Uh, actor, director, writer, television presenter, and comedian, and he is a stand up comedian. Um, now, would you like to have a guess at how tall he is? He's very tall, isn't he? He's like six foot three? No. Was he? Six foot seven. That's, well, that's well, big in yeah. territory, that's, isn't it? That's, that's, that's big, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's big in territory. Especially if Chris Wickie's right, only little as well. In fact. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, Stephen recently starred in a role on a show he created called Hello Ladies, which has recently, unfortunately, been cancelled. Oh, you really liked Hello Ladies. I didn't know I've seen a couple of episodes. It is all right. It, yeah. You know, the point is, it's like we've said this, it's diminishing returns when them two are not yeah. together. Yeah. I don't care what anyone says. Mm. It's a bit like we talked about Rob Grant and Doug Nader, weren't we? Yeah, yeah, same kind of thing. Same kind of thing. Good on their own, but they are the best They're better together. Working together. Yeah, I mean, like all the great work double acts. That, mm. You know, thinking Simpson, uh, Galton and Simpson, uh, Ian, um, the Ian Frenet, and um, that's, that's, your, that's your kind of question. Oh no. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. that thing, mm-hmm. come to me. they were always the best together, weren't they? They yeah, did go and off they, and, and they stayed together. And they the realised yeah. what their strength was. Their strength is mine I think writing teams work the best. Yeah, I mean, I write in a team. I, I, I work better. Because the idea bouncing, unless you're incredibly talented where, you know, oh, like, some people like, are amazing. Yeah, yeah. like um, your man who wrote, whatever you say about it, like, that's the summer wine. And think, uh, like, yeah. One foot in the grave. Tim Sullivan. Tim Sullivan's a brilliant writer. Yeah, brilliant yeah writer. I mean, you know, it's really, but I mean, I, I write better than I write with, like, with, with Stefan. I think you need someone to tell you, yeah, you know. that's not so funny. Who have you yeah. got when you're doing it on your own? You haven't. And you do need that, I think. I mean, I find it where, like, Stefan or Jen's turn around and said, yeah, it doesn't work to that. Because otherwise, your ego takes over and think, I oh, write brilliantly. Mm-hmm. Uh, as you said, we've, um, we've Grant Naylor, you know, Rob Grant and Doug Naylor. Well, I know we talk about this at the podcast as meet um, I honestly believe, and I know you do as well, that the, the, the series where they're writing together, it's so good because they're writing. You've got the person who's really good at doing the storyline, you've got the person who's really good at doing the jokes. It's the reason why um, uh, Ben Alton and Richard Curtis. Yeah, yeah, when yeah, you watch yeah, series two, three, and four of, and then according to specials as well, of Blackadder, the reason why they work and they're, they're timeless, well, apart from this historical, but the reason why they're writing so good is because they write extremely well together and they've got that balance. The story, clearly, is Richard Curtis. The jokes, clearly, Ben Alton. Ben Alton, yeah. So, I, and now there is a rumour that Stephen Merchant and Ricky Gervais has fallen out. We don't know this for certain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It could be just creative differences. They maybe want some time off for each other. They've unfollowed each other on Twitter. Yeah, no, Take that into account. I think there's definitely one. something going on between them. Something going on, yeah. It's obviously to do with this, the new film, isn't it? Yeah, because Stephen Merchant didn't want to, apparently doesn't want it, didn't want to do it. Uh, Ricky Gervais is saying that. Well, at the end of the day, David Brent was a character called Sleazy Boss who he created years ago and just put. It was on the Eleven O'Clock Show, weren't it? Was a yeah, yeah. So that's what he's saying. So he's kind of his character, and I suppose yeah, it is because you know David Brent is Ricky Gervais at the end of the day. But Stephen Merchant is so good at writing storylines. Hence, it was my extras was really good. 
that was a joint uh, writing program and Life's Too Short. Now, they mm. might have fallen out a little bit with Life's Too Short because yeah, I uh, didn't think Life's Too Short. No, he didn't. Wally uh, Davis was brilliant. No, well, yet yeah, again, the Easter special they did, remember? Yeah. With Barry and that, with yeah. the mini pub, was amazing. Yeah. Mm. Was amazing, wasn't it? And some of the episodes, Liam Neeson bits, <laughs> yeah. brilliant. The Johnny Depp bit, brilliant. Yeah, but, again, but the though. point is, it weren't Warwick Davis stuff you liked in it, mm. and you want. Mm. The problem was you had them two in it at the beginning, yeah. and it sort of you wanted more. You of wanted them. more, of them. and that was a problem they did. And with I that. think I think the thing that makes extra stand out a little bit is the guest stars. And I know Ross Kemp was turning around, so people say, "Well, you can't." Supposed to have gone against it. Yeah, he's gone against it, but he's, he's brilliant in it. He, he, yeah, he's sending himself up. You know, you're sending yourself up because you've been just screwed. Yeah, you know. Patrick Stewart. Oh, no, Patrick Stewart in extras is just just to show how good at comedy Patrick Stewart can be. Yeah, yeah. Daniel Radcliffe. Yeah, I love, I love the Kate Winslet one. Kate Winslet talk one. about you know if you want to get an Oscar, talk about Jews. Yeah, a war or something yeah, like yeah. that. You know, um, but so it's the secondary. And Liam Neeson sending himself up. He's brilliant. It's a bit like Jason Statham in Spy. Yeah, you yeah. know, clearly he's sending himself up. But yeah, in Life's Too Short, it doesn't really work too much. It's a shame because they had a different character and you had Warwick Davies sending himself up. It was so the biggest. I think think with uh, Life's Too Short as well, he'd gone past the mark where you liked him. He was just an arse. And it weren't to do with your... You you know, you should feel sympathetic for this person. Mm. He's, uh, you know, he's a dwarf in that world, in that world. And you you should have liked him. And you just never did... And apart from that special when he yeah. helped all them people out yeah. and give it all up for them, didn't he? Yeah. You liked him a bit then, but I can't see him being anymore because I'm really quiet about well, that. Yeah, and again, if they're not working together, uh, and Maury Dice, well, Maury Dice is doing celebrities great, mate. So, yeah. you know, everyone's a winner. Um, so, the cast in, uh, in The Office. Now, obviously, Ricky Gervais played David Brent. Tim Canterbury was played by Martin Freeman, and Martin Freeman born Martin John Christopher Freeman on the 8th of September 1971 in Aldershot in Hampshire now. He looks quite young in this, doesn't he? Well, he's 2001, so yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, he's quite a long time ago, he's in his 30s. Um, he, he then went after this and starred in Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, the, the film version, which I think he, he plays a good it's artist. Right. It's just not a very good. It's just, it's just not. I don't like the full prefect in that, and that's no, no disrespect to Mostef. Yeah, it's not about a racial thing, it's just the point is, it was wrote as a, you know... Well, it was wrote about... You know, just read the book. Or yeah, TV. I mean, all the TV series, even though a lot of people we don't... We are like, going to do that, aren't we? Yeah, oh, I love the TV series, I know loads of people don't like it, but I think, you know, to that film... Yeah. Well, like I said, I don't think I've ever seen it again. And it's got Marvin in it as well. Yeah, I've seen it twice, I think, you know. And, you, and there's a nice little nod to Douglas Adams. And there was Douglas Adams outright that as well, didn't he? he was well, writing. he'd started to write it, but yeah. then, he, then he passed away, and yeah. it's always a dangerous thing to do, really. He would have been... Mind you saying that, look, Douglas Adams was constantly messing around with Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. I, I don't think he ever finished anything of it. Really. No. He was such a he was such a cool writer where he, he was just you know a nightmare for a publisher. Uh, but after that, he went on to do. Um, of course, we know him really as playing Watson in Sherlock, the updated Sherlock with Benedict Cumberbatch, which I think he plays a brilliant Sherlock. No, he doesn't. He plays a brilliant Watson. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, I mean, I'm half 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 about that Sherlock. Yeah, you know what? I think. Well, as you know, I've said it before. I was there when they they pitched that idea at the Sherlock Holmes site of London gig, good few years ago, probably about ten years ago. Um, yeah, you know, I think some episodes are fantastic. I think some episodes are really weak. Um, Get away from the stories. I still, I still don't know why they don't. If they're going to set the modern times, why don't just take the original story but set in the modern day 
Well, that's that thing that you saw with the Deerstalk and that I'm... Yeah. It just made yeah, me cringe a bit. Well, I, I hope it's just them in it dressing up and it's not going to be a dream. Apparently, it's meant to be in Victorian London. Now, the trouble is, if you see that... You're just going to want it to be... Yeah. Why can't you have done that? Because they both look... You know, Benedict Cumberbatch looks bloody good. And at the end of the day, they are dressed in a very similar clothes of what, um, you know, my, you know, uh, Jamie Brett and yeah, yeah, Cardigar yeah. and David Burke. Um, so you think, oh, why couldn't you have done it then? But of course, uh, he's most well known for probably people in around the world as the Bilbo Baggins and the uh, Hobbit trilogy. Yeah, well, I haven't seen it, but he's no, I, I, I really rather enjoy it. Yeah, it's not Lord of the Rings, but again, it's not meant to be. No, it's no, a it's different, different thing, isn't um, it? Still made over. I keep saying people have dismissed them, but it's made over a billion dollars. Yeah, There's yeah. no getting away from that. Not necessarily makes money good for them because they're a phantom menace. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so um, Gareth Keenan is played by uh, the wonderful Mackenzie Crook, who, let's face it, visual comedy style is amazing. Uh, born Paul James Cook on uh, 29th September 1971 in Mainstone, Kent. Uh, been married uh, since 2001. In fact, his wedding photo, he had to have uh, Gareth's hair. He did, yeah, that's <laughs> amazing, yeah. Uh, So, of course, um, uh, Mackenzie went on. He's actually a very uh, very good writer. But, I really um, like him. He, he, yeah, because he was doing a lot of stand-up and a lot of uh, comedy uh, uh, routines. I'm not going into details of all these people. Nah, it's similar. No, it's just too many. We haven't got the time. But of course, he's most well known for being in the Pirates of the Caribbean films, the guy with the uh, with the false eye and the Detectorist, which I thought was the best comedy of uh, yeah. last year. Yeah. Uh, Dawn Tilsley is played by Lucy Davis, uh, born Lucy Claire Davis, second of January nineteen seventy three, a very good year in Solly Hall, Warwickshire. My, that's where I'm born. Uh, and of course, she's she's obviously Jasper Carrot's daughter, uh, but uh, most well known before then uh, as being in um, uh, playing oh, the is it Hayley Phillips in yeah. the, Archers. Right, the Archers. Yeah, the Archers, I know, yeah. and my wife listens to the Archers. Because her mum listened to it, she always listened to it when was with yeah, her, so yeah, she yeah. loves it. Um, of course, and uh, yeah, but I don't really quite know what else she's done. I know she was quite ill, wasn't she? She had to have a kidney transplant. Yeah, but I don't know what um, she Because she went to Hollywood, and she, but she didn't, didn't, didn't really... Have... Wasn't she in Ugly Betty? No, that was Ashley Jensen. Was that was Ashley Jensen, because I was thinking that. I looked last night, and I know. Because when she was in a TV series in America. I think she did, but I can't think what it is. Yeah, and I think, I've not saw her since either. It's a... I, know she was, I know she was rather ill at one point. Um, and someone took a picture of, like, without makeup on, and she'd had a kid in transplant. Oh, look, Lucy, without makeup. You think? She's bloody had, you know, been ill. Yeah. Typical, yeah. Uh, anyway, I'm going to throw you some of the... Um, uh, the the background people is because they actually are quite important not all of them but the majority uh, Keith Bishop plays Ewan McIntosh he's the big fella I like him now he's got some of the best oh yeah he's got some of the best lines hasn't he some of the best visual comedy yeah he made Scott Chegg he's an amazing Jake, bit yeah. now if I, I I'm not one percent sure if we're going to throw in quotes. I'm going to throw some Brent quotes in, but I, I'm not going to throw in each individual ones. But there's that one where he's sitting there eating that scotch egg about sex. and about sex and stuff like that. And, and the way Tim just goes, "What did you do?" He goes, "I did and had a big wank." Yeah, <laughs> but you look at the you look at the the um, the bloopers on that. Oh, and it, I mean, how many scotch eggs have you got through? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Finchie, of course, is played by Ralph um, Innocent. Um, so I mean, he's he's quite. You hear him doing a lot of voiceover work, don't you? Really? It's very important in it, really, isn't it? It's very important because yeah. how it all ends up. It's very important in it. It's yeah. very important. Yeah. And he's, he's an incredible. He's a gift, but oh, bloody yeah. hell, he's funny in it. And like I said, you had it up. He's only in it about 10 minutes. Yeah, yeah. When you had it up, really. Yeah. Um, Sterling Gallagher plays Jennifer Taylor Clark, who's Brent's immediate superior. Uh, Joel Beckett plays Lee, who's uh, Dawn's fiance. Uh, David Shaw plays Glyn, who's Taffy, uh, the misogynist sexist warehouse. Guy, uh, Robin Hooper in the first series plays Malcolm, he's the one who constantly questions uh, David Brent. 
Um, oh, um, Patrick uh, Baraldi plays Neil Godwin because he's the one who takes over. He's really good, isn't he, Neil He's really good. He's, he's really in quite good. a lot of things, isn't he? Really? Yeah, but he's another one. He's another one, isn't he? He does it absolutely brilliant with his character. You like him, you think, oh, he's all right. Yeah. But they turn it round, and now he's a git, just mm. like Finchley. Yeah. Because the ending, it's Finchley him. Yeah, and it, when he tells, and when and he, he says the ending, yeah. it's the both of them. Yeah, and you know, it turns out that them two actually, well, the characters are friends outside outside the oh. workplace because they go to football together. So there is that kind of thing. I mean, yeah, I mean, all the way through, you kind of think actually he's not too bad, and it is because of the fact that he's he's the one who Brent really should be like. But of course, throughout the whole of the office, David Brent, he's, he just wants to be liked as a comedian, not as a boss. Not as a the whole rule of thumb is you can't be friends when you're a boss. No, no, it's no, it's no, sim- no. It's simple as that. If yeah. you want to, you know. Yeah, if you want to. No, no. So we're going to go through the episodes here. Now, we're going to, obviously, there's, there's two series, three specials. We're not going to go into detail in every no, single I... episode because it, it wouldn't, be, uh, wouldn't be right. Uh, but it starts off with episode one. The whole thing is a mockumentary style um, podcast, so, podcast, uh, TV series. So it's as if there is a camera. Following them around. I know like, it's quite a normal thing now. Nowadays, like born every born it, every minute. Everyone does it. And loads of comedies do it. But then, I remember that people hadn't saw that before. And I know it's not the first. Mm. You know, there has been other mockumentaries before. There has been lots of like um, lots of stuff. But I don't know. This was the first time it was done perfectly. And like I said, for a lot of people, mm. you know, we we work in these kind of workplaces. These kind of workplaces have never been talked about before. No. If you ever saw a comedy, it was either a sitcom in a house, yeah, and that was it, or Beyond the Buses, mm. or did, and this was the first time it was just boredom and yeah. a boring workplace. It doesn't really matter what they do because no. the paper thing doesn't really matter what they do, and that was the first time. Oh bloody hell! This is like my way. It's not the the bit yeah. where they go the first one, and they go into the uh, into the the it's warehouse. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you know about this kind of thing, anyone who works in this world is exactly it is exactly right. Saying, yeah, we go to where right? Some people are standing around talking, talking. Yeah, or at one point watching the telly or something like that, and 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 have total disregard for people who work in the office. Exactly. Which is, you know, in like yeah, yeah. any kind any kind of manufacturing place, that's exactly. That don't the same, like it. Don't get it. Because it's there, then and then then and us kind of routine, isn't it? Really. Standout things on episode one, which goes. Uh, David's hiring a new forklift driver at the beginning. God, it's just not that stuff. Which is which is ironic because the person you see him hiring is the person who makes redundant in the last episode. I don't give shitty jobs. If a good man comes to me and says, "Thank you, David, for the opportunity and continued support." in the work-related arena, but I've done that, I want to better myself, I want to move on, then I can make that dream come true to, a.k.a. for you. The point is, you talk the talk, you do not walk the walk vis-a-vis, you have not yet passed your forklift driver's test. The man who gives the jobs in the warehouse is a personal friend of mine, alright? I know the man for the job. Sammy, you old slag. The Brentmeister General. Have you advertised the forklift driver's job? No, good. Don't bother. I've got the man here. He's perfect. As he passed his forklift driver's tests, he gives the tests. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's first day trained, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We'll get a CV over to you this afternoon. I'm seeing you Sunday, aren't I? For my sins. Oh, is Elaine. She left you yet? Alright, see you then. She has left him, I forgot about that. 
yeah, so yeah. kind of that kind of thing makes together yeah but the fact he's lying about it on the phone he's saying I can get you this and all that kind of so stuff so it's just a way that the, another to see with the world of this anyone who doesn't work this world getting the forklift is such a big thing yeah it's like the dangly like it's an amazing character don't they yeah, and, it's, and nice. it's like it's like the people well, don't you had that didn't you yeah I didn't really why did they keep saying to me oh okay, we will get you that far. I don't want to do it yeah, you don't but get you do it. it's like you're some kind of privilege for you get loads of money for you thinking that sums up well in that work what it is yeah. nothing ever happens and when there's something like that it causes I don't know just ripples through the company yeah oh he's doing the forklift it's like <laughs> uh, Stand up moments in episode one, of course, is uh, also uh, Tim annoying Gareth by putting his staple into jelly. Now, what's funny about that? He goes, "How do you know it's me?" And he's sitting there eating jelly. Yeah. I, know, I love that. Um, Davy pretend, uh, pretends to, to tell Dawn that she's been fired for stealing post-it notes. No, that's she bursts into tears. That's, <laughs> that's And she turns around and calls him. Uh, okay. Also, when he turns around, and goes, "Everyone's woken up to the crack of dawn." That doesn't go down too well. <laughs> no, no. Flat Eric. Like Eric is in this episode. No, it's the way he just points to it like that. Don't yeah. say anything. Don't say anything. And then the, then the camera just moves on with him. It's exactly when you write it. Because we had a bus like this, didn't we? Yeah. Everyone's had a bus like this. We had a bus called Binney. <laughs> and he tried to jokes. And he could never pull them off. No. And he desperately wanted to be popular. Yeah. More than anything else in the world, didn't he? And that's the thing about David Venn. He desperately wants to be popular. And, and, he, and his jokes fall flat on every kind of thing. Um, it's a bit like the one where he goes well, uh, here's the accounts department they're all mad especially him not, <laughs> not, not literally obviously <laughs> yeah, and there's, all, there's yeah, also yeah. that kind of thing of like uh, when he says that oh who did that remind me of then it, is, it also smells a little bit like Rimmer as well do you know what I mean yeah definitely yeah yeah, definitely the Rimmer in it and because Rimmer just wants to be popular doesn't he yeah uh, episode 2 is called Work, uh, work Experience uh, it brings in a new employ, uh, employee Donna who's uh, a friend of his staying at no, yeah, you know, this is that thing, isn't it, where he's like, as you go through this, you realise he's a very lonely man, isn't mm, he? Yeah. He's very lonely and very sad man, and yeah. he's desperate to be a father figure to this thing, but you think deep down, he wants to get with it, doesn't he? Mm. Well, there's one bit as well where he, he goes around, he's introduced everyone, and he's saying, you know, don't get off the road, like that, you know, which he shouldn't be saying, but then he puts the computer screen, there's that pornographic oh, picture, so but you never see it, no, 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 but, no, it's, but it's the way he goes, oh, oh. Oh, shame. Look, I'm not offending because it's my face. Clearly he is. Yeah, That's yeah. what's really upsetting, that somebody's bothered to place his face on a, on a, on a pornographic image. Uh, but he, he tries to reverse it by saying it's sexist, it's demeaning. But what's funny about that is when he says, you know, who, who's seen this? And every single person puts their hand up, including the, the tea lady. And he goes, you don't even have the internet. And he goes, oh, someone printed it out. He goes, who printed it out? And they all put their hand up. And you can see then that oh, immediately, it's that scene where he knows everyone, well, also the viewer, he has no, there's no respect for him yeah, at all. Yeah, it's quite sad. See, I love the bit in that where he's where he's looking through the porn with uh, he goes like, oh, look, I can see his computer now and put uh, <laughs> women with big boobs yeah. next to be punished. And the way he's doing it and clicking through it, yeah, and the way he's looking at it, but I desperately trying to get Oh, look that's, that's, that's oh, terrible. That's terrible. That's, oh. He goes, I should be punished. And then Gary says, like, oh, I think this should be rewarded. <laughs> Yeah, he <laughs> does just brilliant, isn't it? No, it's the way he's looking at it. They're both looking at it. It's like, he does it brilliantly with stuff like that, like sly looks. Yeah, and he's just being he's kind of looking back at the camera, but smiling at the same time. Because he's being reprimanded at the same time yeah, by yeah. Jennifer, and and she's saying, look, you know, you got and because he blames Tim, doesn't he? Gareth says, "Oh, Tim's doing it," so he blames Tim, and he finds out that it's Finchie used on it. Yeah, yeah and she turns around, goes, oh, "I'm going to have to, you know, dismiss." Finchley, so he does it and he found out because what does he do? He's talking to a speaking clock. Yeah, yeah, So he hasn't got And then he starts defending Finchley then. Yeah, when he finds out it's Finchley, he goes, oh, brilliant, that's Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just to show then that he's desperate to be 
you know, to, for Finchie to look up for him, which again is quite quite sad. Yeah, because Finchie's so horrible in it. The quiz episode three. This is Tim's thirtieth uh, birthday and staff pub quiz night, which David and Chris Finch really take seriously. They've won it six times in a row. However, this year, of course, they've got Ricky who started at the company. I love that. I love this episode. This oh, and they win it. But it's actually quite sad as well because because Tim, who's like the everyday character, I suppose the people that we all kind of social with, it's his birthday. He's got that stupid hat on, yeah, yeah, yeah. and they just throw his shoe over the. Yeah, yeah, that is sad. But I, I even like the beginning of that where he's he's going to work early, hasn't he? Yeah. And the clinic goes, "What are you doing here? Shit the bed." <laughs> I love that bit because I haven't done that for at least a week. <laughs> that's what I love about this. There's just all the while, isn't that? Yeah. And that is what it's like, isn't it? If you break the routine at work, yeah, it, it changes things. It's like it's like driving to work a different way. It's yeah, like, yeah. It's like you've made a goal or done something slightly different. But yeah, do something slightly different at work. Even getting in later, getting in early. But it's the fact that it's yeah. his birthday. Yeah, but and he lives on he lives with his parents, doesn't he? Yeah, but, but no, because what I like about this, the way he's with Finch, mm. and you think at the beginning that Finch is his friend too. Yeah, but this episode you realise that Finch doesn't like him. He yeah. just bullies him because he's when he's trying to get the quiz, name the name the dictator of the island of oh, Cuba, yeah. and, what did you and he goes and he goes he goes oh, I said feel like he goes tell him what you said. Yeah, <laughs> the way he looks at the camera and smiles and goes. Fred Ventos. And then he's having a go at him and Dawn sticks up for him. Yeah. And, and that's and what then, I like. And then you see that Finch is just a massive bully. Yeah. And, and he loses the quiz. He loses the quiz, but he can't accept that. Because someone's like, cleverer than yeah. him. So then, then they do this thing of like, well, okay, whoever, you know, throw the shoe over the thing. And, he gives him, and it's a pointless thing. He said, why do that? He yeah. still lost the quiz, but he's desperate to come out on top. It's a really good, it's a really brilliant episode, that. It, it is, really it is episode. a really good episode. Episode four is training day. Because now, this is one of them things where if you've ever had a training oh, day, well, and I'm presuming that, you have to watch these mind-numbingly boring videos uh, in this it's uh, presented by uh, David Praise isn't it and it's a training video and we've all done it with like health and safety videos fire safety videos forklift truck driving kind of like videos they're all the same you sit there in this group you think to yourself brilliant I ain't got to do any work today but then when you sit in that room with people really that you, you don't really want to sit with it really, no, right? no 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 um, you know apart from a couple of your mates at work that you do get on with but ultimately you sit there and you're all looking at each other and you think oh yeah. god we've got and then you start all doing that classic thing what you got in this which is so really right that you'll talk about anything, anything but, but with the, the subject to someone to bring up the classic thing. How did you get into this thing? Yeah, because yeah. someone says it in it, it and everyone that. uses that. And because you're getting talking about yeah. anything but, else. But the funny thing is, is that the bloke, the bloke, they, they must know that that's what people do because they have it in every single one. You'll call any questions and you'll make up a question that you hopefully will get you out of actually doing the subject that you're doing. And of course, Brent t- can't handle the fact that this guy's to do or he wants to do it. And then in the one bit where they talk about what's what, what do you dream of, what you fancy, but Gareth walks in yeah, and he, he goes, uh, he's got two lesbian sisters, but me just watching. And <laughs> yeah. Tim, Tim just looks in there and goes, goes, for once, I never thought I'd say this. I want to hear more of Gareth. Yeah. <laughs> nice people doing them problems is my favourite bit in that. Oh, God, yeah. The, the scenario. Just a few problems. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But Gareth's <laughs> just a few problems. It's the way they also do the scenario about public service. You know, how, you know, it's, like, you know it's all about customer service. And But Brent's desperate to be Basil Fawlty just because he wanted the impression. But he goes, I've got AIDS. <laughs> and he just kills everything. <laughs> but of course, this episode is most notable for the fact that Brent gets out a guitar and he's doing all these songs, including uh, Good Night, My Sweet Princess, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, The Serpent Who Guards the Gates of Hell. Free Love. And of course, what is yeah, it called? Yeah, I'll see Free Love, Freeway. Free Love, Freeway. And we're going to play it now.
Pretty girl on the hood of a Cadillac, yeah. She's broken down on Freeway 9. I take a look and get her engine started. Leave her purring and I roll on by. Bye bye. Free love on the free love freeway. The love is free and the freeway's long. I got some hot love on the hot love highway. Ain't going home 'cause my baby's gone. She's gone. No, I later see a señorita. She's caught a flat trying to make it home. She says, "Por favor, can you pump me up?" I said, "Muchos gracias and adios, bye bye." Free love on the free love freeway. The love is free and the freeway's long. I got some hot love on the hot love highway. Going home 'cause my baby's gone. I see a cowboy crying. Hey, buddy, what can I do? He says, I had a good life, had about a thousand women. I said, Why the tears? He says, 'Cause none of them was you. Jeez. It's just a brilliant. But well, it's the way they all join in. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, like the, yeah, yeah. Now he's going to do the harmony. No, it's the way. Yeah, the way Tim is getting Gareth yeah, to do the, to do the backing vocals. Yeah. And no, I just love this because I love at the end where what what Martin what Tim does in this is what we all felt like in it. Oh, right, yeah. I had enough of this. Yeah, I'm sorry. Can't do. Going. Sorry. And we, had, we all feel like I had that yesterday at work. You know, it's like yeah, what, yeah. right. Can't be doing this anymore. And we've all felt like, haven't mm. we? And it's like everyone's dream, isn't it? Yeah. is to tell everyone to bugger off I'm going 
a walkout. That walk it's out. like a dream. And of course, Dawn's had an argument with Lee. So Tim thinks that Dawn's because. But we've said this before. Mate. The whole thing about the office. You think the office is about David Brent? It isn't. The whole of the office from series one, series two, and specials is all about. Apart from the third special, is it's all about the love story between Dawn and Tim. That's what holds the whole thing together. Every episode, they're looking at each yeah. other. They don't. They don't. They look yeah. at each other when they're not looking at each other. So while one's looking away, she's looking at him, or he's looking at her. Yeah, yeah. And he asks her out twice. Yeah. This is the one episode where she says, oh, "I've got back with him," and he goes, "Oh, I only wanted to ask her out for as a as a, as friend. a friend." And you feel for him, and yeah, yeah, you know yeah. that they should be because, together. like I said, there's nothing worse. We haven't had it really. I've never had a magic experience of it where what it must be like to work with someone you really mm. like. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. really, really, not from you know. Girls have it. Oh, they're very attractive. Mm. But I mean, really, really like. Yeah, I've never. Because had, I think never our had. friend Kev, he had it at work with a girl, didn't he? Do you I, remember uh, that? I can't remember that. Called that. Hazel. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not on the ball going But he had that, and he said it was it was a nightmare in his life. Mm. He said he used to dread going to work. That's why he got a job to get a move away when they drive. Oh, yeah. Because if he couldn't do it, so going to work and you really like someone and mm. they're with someone, it destroys you. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, I mean, I've, that, I you know, we've never really had I suppose that. I've had that when I was at school. Go like, yeah. but I never, I've never, thankfully, I've never had that. that I'd be horrible, wouldn't it? It must be, yeah, it must be horrible looking at a person every day. And you do, and you do she likes him as well. Yeah, well, I suppose, yeah, because obviously they pick up the visor going really well with each other. Um, but it's whether having that, that is, I don't know, he's having that. When he actually goes, he pushes it a bit too far, doesn't he? Yeah, that comes when, in a couple of episodes. When, when he let, they're having a dance in there, when he lets it go, he actually yeah. goes in there, doesn't he? Yeah. And then, Lee and then, walk, Lee then walks in, walk, pushes him against the yeah, wall. Yeah, yeah. I mean, okay, I do apologise by that, but I mean, yeah, so you do really feel, of course, then he doesn't resign. You know, although saying he's because of all it, because you can't, because you're stuck there no. like everyone else. No, no. As you said, like you had that moment yesterday. It was funny because as as Steve was leaving, so he just went, "Yeah, see him there." Episode five, new girl. Now, even though the whole of this scene in series one, there's going to be redundancies because it's either Slough, which is where um, the office is set, or the Swindon branch uh, are going to close down. So it's either David Brent's place or it's Neil's place so it's one of the two and even though the does going on Brent decides to hire the secretary I mean it's the most stupid thing and what does he do we've had this at work where instead of just having interviewing several people he interviews in fact one of them is Robin Ince yeah, one yeah, of the interviews yeah. is Robin Ince yeah yeah you know, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, he, who does he choose the girl why because she's attractive yeah well, no, because he's got everything set up in the rooms. We can yeah. get our legs in it. A bit, a bit, yeah. Everything's set up the legs, and then he's displaying a bit of the. Yeah, other and he's got yeah, he's got his picture from it, but it's in the magazine. Yeah, oh, he's got yeah. it on top of the bin. So yeah. he, he made it like he put it on the bin. It's still in there. He's like on the top, and he oh, look what I found down there. Uh, Gareth tries to flirt with Donna by giving her health and safety training. That is mad, but I'm getting to bend down and pick stuff up. I mean, you just think Gareth's so slimy because this is when. Um, uh, you, you, you kind of start to see the detail. Gareth, you think he's never going to pull a girl, but he, he kind of does, doesn't he? He always does. There's a way, where is it? It's like the, no, that's a bit later on in the club, yeah, isn't it? Brilliant brilliant to that. Brilliant, yeah. um, oh, this is this one. This is this one. Because um, uh, Tim has resolved to quit his job, determined to go back to university. To change his mind, Brent convinces Tim to go out with him, Gareth and Finch to the Chasers nightclub where Wonder Bars are getting free. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's just a brilliant thing of being on work nights out. Oh, yeah. So we don't really do them at our place, nah, but no, it's one really. you're being young, being yeah. dragged to these... Like, boom, boom, boom. Uh, yeah, so yeah. we're, oh, we're, we had that, we're yeah. being dragged to standing there thinking this is awful. Yeah, it's just... Like They're that. not your friends. No. 
Well, Finchie there, you see him at his lecherous worst. David, far from happy with his behaviour, the evening does not go well because he gets he doesn't get anywhere. But Gareth leaves in the sidecar, doesn't he? I guess, so he's coming up with that girl. He's coming up with this girl. He's looking. There's a bloke just looking at him. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And he goes, all right. And he goes, oh, this is my husband. And he's just looking. There's a look of shock. And he goes, I'm not into that. And then you see him leaving. But as he's driving up, it's the look on his face. It's, it's like, what have I let myself in? All those, what have I let myself in for is what you think. But later on, you hear a telephone conversation with this girl saying, oh, you bring in the toys, man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's obviously something, yeah, yeah, yeah. something going on there. Episode six is Judgment. Uh, David dismisses a warehouse work and is accused of positive discrimination. Yeah, very nice in this episode, really, though. We no, David Brent. No, no, no. Uh, because he, he sacked an able-bodied worker instead of a midget. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, Jennifer informs David of an opening in her position and that the board has voted for him rather than Neil to get it. If he accepts, his branch will be shut down and absorbed by Swindon. Brent chooses immediately to take the role uh, and breaks the news to his staff. Although he breaks the news by saying, look, you're, you're all going to be for that good But on the plus point, I've got a job. Yeah. Anything? What? No, what? It's, not, it's the way he's begging. It's the way, you know, he's desperate to, you know, to, to, for him to win, isn't he? Yeah. And he'll say, oh, you know, he'll, what's the word I'm looking Sell for? Out. Yeah, he don't, he don't care about him, really. Yeah. And this, this is the realism of work. They're not your boss. Bosses are not your friends. No. And he's desperate to be a friend, but he wants to be a boss, and he can't. No. That's, that's what this, this program's all about. It's them two things. Mm. You can't be both. No. It, no. Get you nowhere in work. You're ever going to be a horrible thing to say. You either got to be your mate or again, you can't be both. No, no. And it, it, it turns down the fact that he actually he doesn't get the job because I don't know why they give him a, yeah. a, a health test. It must be to see if he can cope with the pressure, but he fouls on his blood levels, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah. And he does that classic thing in that, oh, he would have heard, should have heard me in there. Yeah. Oh, he's giving him all that. Oh, that's a bit like that, one. Oh, no, he's like that. I would get that. But he, he, he turns around and says, uh, Malcolm uh, says, no, you, you didn't get the job because of this. Not, and he's like, no, 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 I turned it down. I told him I didn't want it because of you lot. And all this, and then he offers uh, Tim uh, promotion. He does, yeah. Uh, which Dawn seems disappointed in him for doing that. And I suppose you can always see because he's always said, "No, I want to do this, I want to do that." And he turns, and Brent gets to keep his job, and of course, uh, Swindon gets closed down, which is why in series two, episode one, merger, you see all the people come from Swindon going there, and instead yeah. of starting off going, "Right, I'm your boss, welcome to the show, this is how we go." He does the opposite way and tries to make him scared, do jokes which don't work. He tries to get them saying, look, I'm better. He's desperate to be for them to say, yeah, you're a better boss because than Because Neil, Neil mm. is popular yeah. and funny, isn't he? Even good though he might not be, good but looking. he thinks they are. Yeah. Well, he even steals his club. Yeah, well, Neil's opening thing of saying, look, you know, I hope you'll enjoy it here, blah, blah, blah. His opening joke, speech, yeah. he's brilliant. Yeah, 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 when Brent comes along, he tries to do all these jokes. No, he's got like oh. a routine. He can't be himself, he, can he? He does a joke about yeah, about a black man's. Oh, the black man's bin. Yeah, that's really good. That, that yeah. is a really good. Goes, no, the way he does it, to black. But he, the point is, if he did the joke to him, mm. he wouldn't have been bothered because he wasn't. But no. the point is, he, he tries to bring it all back, and yeah. he's so scared of offending anyone, mm. even though it doesn't matter because the black also, bloke was, oh, it's quite a funny joke. But the joke. I don't get the joke. Yeah. I don't really quite, unless I've missed something. I don't no, it's not, is it bigger than, no, what is it? Is it bigger than a, what's it's it? Bigger queen. than a bread bean. Blah, 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 blah. And he says to the queen, he goes, is it a black man's cock? Yeah. So it's yeah, like, yeah, that, it's just it's a, not really a, it's a, just a joke. crappy joke. But then he gets, so he gets warned for that. So I can't believe on your first day you, you, you're making a racist thing. He goes, it's not racist. And he goes, and, but he misses the point of what racism is all about. Just because the black chap isn't bothered by it, 
It doesn't well, mean go because the yeah, white girl goes, yeah, but I'm offended by yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you, you being uh, a difficult can be can be you know offended by what is classed as a racist joke. It doesn't have well, to be so. Be. And that's the whole thing he misses. It's like he thinks that making a sexist joke, a woman, only women can be offended by a sexist joke. No, because me and you have been offended by sexist comments in the workplace, yeah. outside of workplaces, and we're men. Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. But he doesn't get that. He thinks that you know, as long as the black guy. Or the woman is fine by it. It's okay yeah. to because that's what he says to me because he likes it. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Point, it's not okay. It's not about that. Nah. But that is an amazing, cringing scene, and, and it sets it sets, sets the, the scene yeah, for him yeah, now in yeah. this series, doesn't it? I know you're madly fan on it, but my God, nah. I don't think it's been done better than in this no, series. No, no. Cringing. I mean, but that's the, I, 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 see, I, I wasn't a fan of this series, not because the fact nah, that I no, don't think didn't it, like it's it. because I'm not a fan of cringe comedy, but. The point is, oh. it works 100% because it does... It, they, him and Merchant, Gervais and Merchant, write this so well, where the fact is, is that you end up starting to dislike him, not because of, because, not because of the fact that he's been horrible, it's not but because of the fact you're sitting there and you're going, why are you doing this? Yeah, yeah. You don't have to do it. Your job can be safe. You can pull these people around because they turn around at one point, the new employees, and go, we're bored. And he goes, what do you mean, your boys still laugh? And he goes, no. It's a workplace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. to work. You know, you can't. It's not all jokes and yeah. There's always time for a bit of fun, but you still got to work. work. Yeah. So yeah. So um, he gets done for that, of course. Oh, and Tim. That's when Tim dances with Dawn and gets pushed up against work by Lee. It's a brilliant scene because it's and you know in this series, especially series two, we've started bringing comedy drama into it. Yeah. I think there's a lot of drama in this, isn't that? And that's another scene because it's his face, yeah. isn't it? He doesn't know what to do no. because he's let himself go. He's let his mask down for one second, yeah. and he got in trouble for it. Yeah, and you see when when you see that Lee, he's an arsehole. He's horrible. Oh, yeah. well, he's that, horrible. Well, the, the backstory of Dawn and Lee is the fact they've been going out with each other since school. That's the story. So she doesn't really know any. You know, she's going yeah. with it because of the fact that well, you know, this is this is my life. Yet she doesn't support all, all Dawn's wanted to be is an illustrator, an illustrator, yeah. and that's key. That's in the first episode that she wants to be an illustrator, and the only person who keeps saying you should do it is Tim. Yeah, not David not Brent because he gives her a talking size to what. No, nah, it's the worst it? thing you can do. Yeah, but. Lee keeps saying, no, it's pointless, and there's no money in it, you don't want to do that. Be a secretary, well, be a receptionist yeah. all your life. And, which is the reason why Dawn gets, gets a little bit disillusioned when Tim accepts promotion, because he was saying, I want to go back to university and do psychology, I think. Yeah, yeah. So, but that is key all the way through. And it beats his look. When he sits down, he looks, and oh. you don't see anybody else. No. For, from you as a viewer, you, you're looking it's at amazing him. amazing looking, isn't it? Thinking you're going, oh, he, and he looks and goes, oh, you know. Oops. He doesn't know what to do. He doesn't know what to do. You really feel for yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You really feel for him. And, you, and, you, and that's when, of course, that you, you, you realise actually it's all about those two. It's all about them two. He tried it loads of times, like I said. He did it again in Derek and mm. didn't come after it. Not uh, the, the, the relationship, he didn't. Like I said, no, no, I don't know. Really. Nah, nah, I know, but there you go. Because I mean, that. Well, it's some, series one's good. Well, it's just because he, he does that. He, he did it in that first series loads. He had them brick and getting back together again. Yeah. But he just didn't have the, I don't know, he didn't have the depth for them too, did he? No. Nah, nah, and that nah, was nah. because Stephen Merchant was out writing it, and that's what I'm yeah, saying. and that's why you need Merchant, yeah. Uh, episode two of uh, series two is appraisals. Uh, it's the day of staff appraisals. In which got some of the funny, the, most of the isn't it? Yeah, oh, this is where we fully understand that Dawn wants to be a child in Australia, and Keith has lost complete motivation for his job. Because what, oh, no, because what, Keith. You, you put... Yeah, what are your good points and you've put accountant? Because <laughs> yeah, your bad points and you put, what is he, Exmoor or, or, or <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> but that that is brilliant the way yeah, they're yeah. saying they're doing that um, David immediately challenges them all to come for lunchtime drink to prove that he's more uh, fun this is uh, a cringy and, and they just talk about pies and curry jars and it's basically just it's awful what, they, you, you feel, feel so sorry for him in this you feel for yeah. him, but the fact that he turns you feel for him, it's not going out well at the lunch and instead of him just going well look thanks for coming out uh, look for he turns around and he goes oh the best people didn't turn up yeah and he thinks you've just insulted yeah, them yeah. you've just turned around and said that those aren't the best people you know I mean I keep eating his dinner anyway, I mean that's quite fun but then you think oh yeah. why and you get in the backstory then in this one as well like he starts coming about his dad yeah that his dad's ill mm. and he still don't he'd rather try and be popular than go and see his go dad go and see his dad yeah which and is quite think, a, it's a subtle it, thing, that is. Yeah, right? it's a little tiny thing when he's on the phone call, isn't it? And you see him talking on the phone. Yeah. You see him talking, it's in the end bit as well, isn't it? Yeah. When he can't, he's still so obsessed with being popular. Yeah. Because he's like obsessed with his age as well, that's all the way through. Yeah, because he keeps saying, oh, you know, you're in your 30s. Thir- in your 30s. Thir- you're, you're not, just... you're in your 30s. Oh, I am, yeah, he's still, still 30. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, at the end, um, Neil tells uh, Brene, cannot, oh, because Brent turns around, if you, we need to come back from the lunch. Neil and, and Tim and um, Gareth are playing cricket, aren't they? And um, Brent just snaps. He's like a boss, then, yeah, isn't he? He's like a, for that one point, he's like a boss. And he goes, don't you think you should be getting on with your work? And he's in the office. But of course, he's, he should say that to them, but not to Neil, who is his manager. So, of course, then Neil texts me now and, and says, you know, what would you do? And that's when Brent comes out and says, oh, you know, you should have heard him. He was oh, slagging I, you two off. And they go, was he? <laughs> yeah, because and then think, no, because oh, he's slagging you off. Yeah. He's sad about me. Yeah, he's well, done it. Yeah. What, what, me? <laughs> and, then, and then Lee walks back in and apologises to Tim. And then Rachel from Swindon starts to, 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 to make a relationship with Tim. And Tim and Rachel end up going out with each other. And that's another thing then, because obviously, you know, Tim's, thought well there's no point me going after Dawn because she's not interested yeah, yeah, yeah. but you see then Dawn is quite jealous of the relationship building up yeah but, I, but the thing is that girl who he's with is brilliant for she's him. really nice right, really nice fun fun but, flirty but it's loving it yeah and, 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 and you do feel sorry for he her he loves actually. Dawn yeah. and when love you know it's not, I mean, it's not that kind of podcast but um, <laughs> it's so all in cover he takes over your love and nothing will get in the way of that yeah. you, you know you could have sex with a million women, mm. but you still want that you one. Still want you that can't person. have. Yeah, it's, it's terrible. Also, it's We've all been through this. Yeah, and, 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 and the sad you. thing is as well is that Rachel. She gets obviously a little later on. Tim dumps Rachel. It's, and it doesn't even do it. He does it honestly, doesn't he? Well, he just because well, I suppose just because it says he just starts ignoring it, doesn't he? He starts ignoring, saying I don't really want to do that. But then at least he has the bottle to go up and say and ends it, which is the right thing to do. But you do feel for because. You know, she's all she wants to do is take him out, go out, you know, and she's the ideal, you know, she's ideal for him. But you know, Even but hey, good, good writing on that point. Right. Uh, episode three is party. Uh, Brent, this is where you see Brent wearing a similar coat to Neil's. Oh like, God, it's cringy moment. And it's a cheap version it? of it, and he's got high heels. He's got high heels. He's got cute heels, heels on him. Yeah, to make him look. Tall. But the way that they all look at him as he walks past, I mean, that. that and the way no, he's got an earring, you know. Yeah, he hasn't been a blood there. Yeah, it's really hard. You know, that's the thing. He's so all brilliant. Like I said, you know, before this, I mean, when we were first watching this at the time, we even never saw a comedy like this done. No. Thinking, like, what kind of comedy is this? This is the episode as well where it's Trudy's birthday and she's getting all those kind of sex toys and you're watching Gareth's face from that day. Oh, you should wear, you should wear that. You know, that kind of stuff. Um, Cooper and Webb, the consultancy firm, take on Brent to be a motivational speaker. Uh, and this is also where um, uh, you see Finch now. Yeah, with the... Oh, yeah, he has sex with the, the girl. In the well, family. because Brent does, because he's saying he ain't got a kiss yet. Yeah. Hasn't he? And he doesn't get one, does he? He doesn't get one because he's being horrible. Yeah. Could it, 
Yeah, Finchie gets running like that. And in the last scene, you see Finchie having sex in the car park. And just yeah, cut yeah. that line go, and goes, will you hurry up? My knees are hurt. And you hear Finchie go, nearly done. And you think, oh my gosh, that's terrible. Um, episode four, motivation. This is the motivation thing. It's my oh, favourite oh, ever scene, is there, what, is there a more cringing scene dude, than that? Actually, his motivation speech isn't that bad. But it's the fact that he ends it by simply the best being played. <laughs> Walks out and then they turn it off and goes, no, 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 I haven't finished yet. You go... That's really cringy. But it's his photo about what kind of photo. And he's lying on the bench, pulling those poses, and you think, oh, it's no. It's an amazing bit because I, I thought, even for an actor, that bit must have been quite hard to get up in front of all them people. Because when he first goes into it, he's been okay, isn't he? Yeah, because he's talking about. There's them two blokes there, and yeah. he's having a laugh with them, isn't he? And because they're, they're having a spliff, aren't they? Because you want to be because I had that munchies. And they're thinking, oh, he's going this. But then, he's like, he gets into jokes. Yeah. This is his problem. When he's doing his stuff, he knows about work because he's quite high up in a company, yeah. but it's not good enough for him. He wants no. to be a comedian. And some of this stuff in this is cringing, isn't it? It is. It is cringing. It's, it's like, like his baseball cap. <laughs> yeah, he's got his baseball cap on back to front. Yeah. And he's just like, oh, it's everything that, that could possibly be. I think it's an amazing scene. It's hard to but, watch. But the fun thing is, is though, he thinks he's so good. He thinks, yeah, they're going to take me on because it's £100 for just for, for, for 15 minutes. I think this is this is my way, you know, I can make extra money on this. Which is why in episode 5, Charity, I'm going to read this out now, because these episodes are quite important. It's Red Nose Day at Wernham Hog, which of course is the place where they work, which Brent treats like a national holiday. Gareth is hopping everywhere. Dawn is selling kisses. Keith is dressed as Ali G. Tim is hiding Gareth's possessions for Charity. And Neil is disco dancing with Rachel. That's an important thing there. It is. Brent performs a horrendous dance, which is one that everyone sees. You know, because it's weird. It's still Neil, brilliant. It's still brilliant. Uh, but it, Neil's dance with Rachel, of course, now, Tim's clapping along. This is his girlfriend dancing with her. It's a brilliant dance. It's really yeah. well choreographed. And Brent can't handle the fact that everyone, and he goes, oh, I can do a dance better than that. And he, and, he, and the reason why everyone's so surprised is because there was no rehearsal. I know they didn't know, didn't he they? He made that up on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> and they're all clapping along at first, but then you're thinking, where's this going? Only East. It's amazing. Look, it's yeah, it, most of these good. things, right? In all the comedy before, for our, that's the famous bit out of all the office, isn't it? And yeah, people yeah. go, oh, I can't really watch that. But you want to say, no, I still enjoy it. It's on the watch it. Because it's yeah. funny, still funny. Because some of the things he's doing are amazing. Now, David eagerly awaits for a photo opportunity later on, but this is before the then. Yeah. Neil and Jennifer offer David, who at this point is dressed as Bernie Clifton's office. Well, you don't know that, though, do no, you? No, because that's the thing for that. They interview and they say, look, we, we'd like you to consider redundancy. And you see him sitting there like that, and, he, and you can see him, he looks at the camera briefly and goes, uh, yeah, but he, he shrugs it off, doesn't he? He's like, oh, well, fine, whatever. You know, there he goes. And then he stands up, because you don't see you no, see, no that was amazing he stands up dressed in his burning and he's done a lot for charity this is the thing yeah. he's done loads all of money he's done loads of money for charity and he goes well this is nice isn't it a day of comedy no it's not it's a work day yeah, it's yeah. still a work day yeah. and, and, and he goes downstairs for this photo opportunity and with the big check and, uh, and the guy turns around and he goes ah these won't be used because it's too dark and even then he was hoping to get in the newspaper he's still hoping to be popular that fails he's obviously going to get the sack or being made redundant and um, and he insults uh, one of Gareth's friends, uh, Ong Monster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By calling him, oh, you're goggly eye, like that. And that's played by Stephen Merchant, who walks off crying. Yeah, yeah. And that whole episode, and that's the last but one. So now you think, what the hell's going to happen to him? Because you didn't expect that to happen. No, no, you, no, think, you just didn't. You do think, how the hell does he survive so long? Um, and then we get episode six interview. Although slightly annoyed that his redundancy does not seem to bother his staff, which of course no one cares. Uh, David speaks main high as he plans for his future whilst also being interviewed for an article of Inside Paper 
played by Olivia Coleman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Tim takes drastic action when he learns that Dawn has resigned uh, in order to move to the USA with her boyfriend Lee, and he breaks up with Rachel, removes his wireless microphone, and tells her his true feelings. They hug each other, but she declines to break yeah, up. Yeah, that's the best thing. It would have been so easy to have a get together. Because there, what's really it? good about that, you see, him, he walks back in, he clips his microphone back on, and he just whispers into it in case you're wondering. She said no. Yeah. And that's so good. But in that one point, he's broke up with Rachel. He's told her well, he's done the right thing. He's done the right thing, but he's still left with nothing. And again, you know, you kind of feel for him. Um, when David is told that his services not needed as a motivation scene. speaker, you see the look on his face that he's not wanted, and he tells him to get out. When he's crying, when he, well, he's st- well, in that scene when he's trying to keep his job, mm. he's getting upset, isn't he? Yeah. Well, he that's said, all he's got. He turns around then, and he says, like, you know, please don't sack me. He's got nothing else no. in his life, has he? He's got no other, as you found out, He's got no other life outside of work. No. He's obviously, his parents are old and ill, or one of them's dead, and the one's in the home or something. Mm. He's got no girlfriend. He's got nothing. That's all he's got. That's all and he's that's got. desperate to be part. It's, he's such a sad character. Yeah, and that, that when he says that... I was terrible seeing that. It feels so don't. because they look at each other, and they can't. They have to make him be done. So. And it ends then. You don't really quite know how it's because it ends with, um, with the quote that we started off this podcast with. Uh, his quote, which I think is a brilliant quote, if you want the rainbow, you've got to put up with the rain. Do you know who said that? Dolly Parton. And everyone said she's just a big pair of tits. That's it. That's that, yeah. And that's, that was it. That was it. Now, Merchant and Gervais had turned around and said there won't be any more. That was it. Now, I think they'd actually filmed the Christmas specials without... without you know, yeah, yeah. So the Christmas specials, which me and you both say are... are uh, it's, it's perfect TV. Them, th- them three are perfect oh, television. Yeah. These were broadcast on the 26th of December, which of course is Boxer Day, and the 27th of December, oh, 2003. Yeah. Is that, remember that when you'd have good things at Christmas? Like, yes. you know, does that seem like a, when you'd have like a Christmas special, an office Christmas special on Christmas? Oh. Now it's just rubbish. Now I'm going to read these two out because they're not that long, so... Um, Part one, another camera crew returned to catch up on the stars of the previous two series who have been made famous by the documentary. David Brent is selling cleaning products and unsuccessfully trying to launch a music career while making celebrity appearances in nightclubs. Tim and Gareth are still working at Wernham Hog, where Gareth has now been made general manager, which is Brent's job, and Tim has a new annoying pregnant desk mate. Brent still visits the office, which Gareth and Neil dislike by Gareth turning around and saying, you've got to make an appointment. Now, everyone has that. Our old boss kept coming in, didn't they? You know, keep We've got, had all this experience. Yeah. Why do you keep coming back to work? Because that's that, that. The only our place is a bloke called Binny. Hmm. Binny's only because he's just an odd person of any contact with people was work. Yeah, and he'd always try and be your man. He used to do this thing, didn't he? Where he'd swear. Yeah. He thought the swearing way he'd speak on your level was swearing a lot. Yeah. And it was already made him worse. Yeah. And we had all this, we had his leaving thing and he burst into tears. Yeah, made himself He made look a right idiot. Remember, he was saying, oh, should be great. And he, you know, we're all going, oh my God. What are you doing? And then when he'd, when he'd ever pop in, he used to come up to me and go, oh, I'm Mr. Filmmaker. And he's like, I'm looking and going, so what are you doing? And you're there thinking, are you actually interested? Or is this just a point? And he's not interested. It was just a point of like getting a conversation going. No, not really good. Um, the little, Dawn and Lee have moved to Florida, but Lee does not seem to respect her ambitions or make her happy. The crew offers to fly them back to England to attend the office's Christmas party. Uh, Bosch from House of Fools, whose name I still can't remember. Do you remember what his name is? The actor? Um, he's also in Shooting Stars. Yeah, no, I can't remember that. Yeah. Oh, God, that's terrible, isn't it? I knew I should have remembered that. Right? Um, asks him, are you the fat bloke from airport? <laughs> yeah. His music, Brent's music career, cost him £42,000, which was apparently his whole of his redundancy package. And he made... Oh, 100, my he God. Made, he made... Do you remember how much he made? 
It from is. the single? Oh, no, I can't. Why is it? 150 quid. Yeah, that's right. right. And he bought most of them. And he bought most of them to give away at Friends. Because this is meant to be Rick Waller, isn't it? Yeah, do you know what the song is? If you don't know me by now. It is, yeah, it is. I know, because Rick Waller did a song like that in white, and that's where he got the idea from, right? But it is an amazing, because it's done straight. Yeah, it's done straight, isn't it? And he's racing it with the doves. It's amazing, it's amazing. Like I said, I don't think you think you saw it a million times, I'm bored of it. You watch it every time you watch it, that's still really funny. Yeah, he did a blind date thing, and the guest on blind date was Howard from the Halifax advert, Bubble from Big Brother, and David Brent dressed as Austin Powers. Like, like yeah, baby. Like five years after. Five years after the popularity. Yeah. Uh, some girl throws a drink out of him and you hear something call him a wanker. It's my favourite one, but yeah, yeah. wanker. Wanker, which, <laughs> is actually, which is actually one of the camera fighters. Is that what it is? Yeah, and I think, I think actually Merchant turned around and said, call him a wanker. It's an amazing yeah, bit, like, it comes out of the bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can see Ricky Gervais suddenly turns around yeah. and obviously like, you're the wanker. It's the only you can think of. Uh, episode two, um, David looks for a woman to take to the party. Oh. This is the obvious Christmas party, which of course, you know, he's desperate to rally, which is really quite good. But none of his three days go well. He ruined one by talking about breasts. Uh, he... Oh, no, no, no. He's on about... He goes, he goes, stop talking about my dead mum's teeth. <laughs> <laughs> because he's obsessed with facts, isn't he? Facts, yeah. But again, he can't go and be himself. No. He has to be a comedian. Or, I'm super clever. Yeah, or And he's not super clever. No. Yeah, he's none of this stuff, right? Because, as you see, like, on the payoff, when he's being himself... Yeah. It's amazing. Oh, well, he gets that, yeah. His second date, which is over the phone, um, he, he, he loses this one because the person doesn't know who he is, and she turns and goes, "Oh God, you're not that one from the office, are you?" Yeah. And uh, so he goes, "Oh well, no." I'm you from up there though. Going back, the classic Ricky Gervais. Oh, for fuck's sake! I, no, that's that. That's later. Is that later? That's, later. that's, that's later. what he finds. Well, yeah, because the one. This, yeah, actually, this is the one where because uh, and the one he finds unattractive and boring. That's the one where he's in the pub and they go, oh, "I'm meeting her here," like, and he turns around and looks. <laughs> he does it all the while. He's quite a bubbly large girl. Yeah, yeah. And it, but the first thing is, look at look at the pop, the picture. And it's like slightly a thinner version. But then when he's in the toilet, it goes look at the picture of him, and he was like one from his uh, he all manicured up and up <laughs> and the single that he did. Yeah. So the did, she's she thinks that oh yeah I wouldn't mind seeing it, but he just like goes nah no nah, nah, yeah because yeah. he's like typically like one of our mates who was around there was you know thinks the perfect woman he's he's misses the point yeah 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 because he does that typical day because like I, I can name a fact about anything yes yeah. <laughs> like lemons pound for pound. <laughs> There's more, there's more sugar in a lemon than something else. He goes, she goes, I don't know that's true. Because it's got to be true. Yeah. It's the way he, he, he got no small talk. No. He's constantly trying to be entertaining all, it's all about the him. time. It's all about himself. Yeah. <laughs> very much is that because yeah, because when he does, yeah, yeah. Uh, Dawn arrives and is reunited with Tim and to wind up Gareth, but Lee ruins their film when he tells Gareth that it's all about innuendo. David is banned from the office after he brings his dog. And non-employees are now not allowed to, ta- to come to the Christmas lunch. His dog is called Monty. So his dog's Monty, yeah. So he's not allowed to come to the Christmas lunch. And you see him just standing in the office on his own, which is quite yeah, sad, yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, a fourth day arrives, because now he's been saying, Brent and Neil are laughing and going, oh, you're really bringing a woman? He goes, yeah, I am. And you don't know. Well, this is the, yeah, but this is the thing with Neil, isn't it? He's, he, uh, I'm a nice guy. Well, no, he's Maxie Fincher. Maxie Fincher, so he can't be really. He ain't nice because no. they're taking the piss out of him. Yeah. And when, when Finch is having a go at him in this scene, 
He's laughing with Finch. He's, he's not sticking Finch, up yeah. for Brent. Now, this girl, well, first of all, he's waiting outside. He doesn't know what this woman looks like. And first of all, another large lady walks out and he goes, oh, for fuck. Yeah. And then he makes himself look an idiot when he goes, uh, he goes oh, he's, he's, he's David here. Uh, no, not David, because he's Peter here. He goes, oh, thank God for that. And he goes, oh, why'd you say that? And he goes, oh, I thought you were my blind date. Yeah. And he just look on her face and yeah. he goes, oh, no. I didn't. And you can see them think, why are you doing that for yeah, me? And yeah. then this woman arrives and she's really nice. She likes it. And you see them go into this room and talk, and he's still being him. He's still being and going, oh, well, you know, I do this and that. I hope to be a bit of a celebrity. But slowly, as you keep flicking yeah. back to the conversation, he drops his guard and he says, yeah, oh, yeah, no. He's he's being being goes, I know, they're just laughing at me. Yeah, oh, yeah. I'm nothing really. I'm a, I'm a salesman and it's just worrying. He goes, well, no, you should keep doing it. Yeah, you know, yeah. If you want to do it. And he's laughing about himself. And he starts asking her questions. And yeah. because of the fact, for once, someone's turned around and said, well, if it's your goal, go for it. And he looks and he goes, well, I'll try. And it's brilliant. And he thinks you found yeah, someone. Because yeah, then he goes up to them two. And then it's yeah. the power fish. Yeah. Then the one makes a joke about he's bringing a dog in with him. She's over there. Then he goes, where's your dog? Yeah. And, and then he goes, oh, she's over there. And what does he say? He goes, what's he saying? And he goes, Chris. And he goes, what? And he goes, why don't you just fuck off? It's, oh, my God. And he's I remember the homeless in the whole country. The whole country. Yes. yes. And he walks yeah, off yeah, like yeah. that. And they both just look at each other. And the, the look of like, oh, yeah, we are asses, really. Yeah. No dog with you today, David. Oh, do you not see her? She just left. <laughs> Chris, yeah. why don't you fuck off? Um, Dawn leaves, say goes by, and they walk up, and they have a secret Santa, don't they? Now, all the way through, Gareth's saying, you know, I don't want this, I want that. And yeah. it's obviously that Tim's got Gareth's, and he looks over and he swaps with someone you don't know who he swapped with. Yeah. Dawn leaves, and she's in tears, and, and, and Lee's in the front, and she opens up her... Uh, uh, present and it's a, it's a uh, pencils and it drawing pencils with the with the drawing that she did of Tim yeah, yeah. and I think it says something like if I put it on here um, never give up I think is what he puts and then you see them all and all the music in the background is, is like it's typical party music in it but they're all talking and Brent's laughing with everyone and you see in the background Dawn turn up she walks and it's beautiful even actually it's quite yeah, emotional yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's she walks up to Tim and they kiss and go off because oh she's got a boyfriend and he looks because no I don't and he's yeah, perfect yeah, yeah, yeah. and you see Brent look at the camera and smile and them two walk off and that's what the whole of this program's about yeah, and yeah. that's where it ends and it ends actually with a photograph doesn't it he yeah. gets a photograph and all them together and goes do you mind if it's just a photograph of the old gang and he does a Frank Spencer impression which normally wouldn't go down well but everybody yeah, laughs everyone laughs it's really good and it's really good and then you think you've got Dawn and you've got Tim you've got him actually yeah. getting finally getting the laugh out of everyone and then it ends as well with Stephen Merchant's dad still coming out looking at the camera I'm not sure who he is yeah, and yeah. it ends brilliantly and that's where the whole series ended and he always said like me like extras I'll do two series and that's it like Faulty Towers uh, and it ended perfectly I think it is but you were, this is the thing now, isn't it? Yeah. Now, in 2013, we had an episode called The Office Revisited. It was amazing. It was really good. It now, was amazing. This was part of the Red Nose Day 2013, and to celebrate 10 years since The Office uh, one-off special ended, it catches up with David Brent, the former manager of Slay. Uh, it goes, uh, David Brent starts a new career as a talent manager in the music industry in trying to help urban solo artist Dom Johnson, played by Doc Brown, Doc Brown to yeah. secure his big break. Now then... This is the song where Equality Street comes oh, in. Oh, it's amazing. And we're going to play that, but... 
we're going to play at the very end of the episode. So those people who do stay to the end of the episode, yeah. you're going to hear the full version of Equality, which is brilliant, isn't it? Oh, it's, 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 like a, it's only a 15-minute section, but my God, it's brilliant. It was brilliant. I remember when we were all texting, oh, man, it's still brilliant. It's still good. It's still good. Now, I don't know if that... I think that was just written by Gwen... Uh, sorry, by Gervais. I don't think Stephen Merchant wrote that. I'm not too sure. I wouldn't want to... But, yeah, really, yeah. but that's where there's going to be a film of David Brent yeah. being made by... And we, as like we mentioned earlier on... I hope it's good. I mean, we let oh, well, like you, you know, to me, if it can be as good as the Alan Partridge film was after the series, yeah. that was a long time after the thing. Oh, I hope we still got it. And that was still absolutely brilliant. Yeah. So if it can be anywhere as good as that, we'll I'll settle right. for it. Now, I don't have, I've only had two facts. One, of course, The Office, well, there is a pilot of The Office, uh, which is where Sleazy Boss came from. It's virtually identical to the first episode. The only other fact I got for you is this Office values and realistic potential. In, 19, in 2004, Microsoft UK commissioned two 20-minute corporate videos featuring Brent being interviewed by Jeff, played by Stephen Merchant, a Microsoft employee who becomes increasingly exasperated by Brent's antics. The ongoing theme is Brent's obnoxious resentment at the company's success. He believes he has what it takes to become the next managing director of Microsoft and continually drops hints to that effect. While not on general release, the videos emerged on the internet in 2006 the clips also appeared on certain peer-to-peer -peer networks. Have you saw them? No. Microsoft was unhappy with the leak, stating that the videos were never intended to be viewed by the public. That's a bit mad, So isn't it? I'm going to have, have to look up for that. So that's our review of The Office. Um, like I said, I don't think we talk about the American Office. <laughs> no, no. Look, look, it's launch, launch Steve Carell's uh, career, let's face it. Uh, and also, if, know, if, you look at, if you look at the Emmy, is it the Emmy nomination? No, I, when I'm ever depressed, <laughs> the one thing I will always look at is... Uh, Steve Cohen and Ricky Gervais yeah. never doing stuff. It's that bit where he's hiding the. He's given back to me. He's like, got him. Look at the way he Yeah, look at his face. Because <laughs> it's live, I'll do anything. Yeah. I don't know what I'm going to do. Yeah, because it's not so, it's, it's, obvious, it's obvious that they've talked about it because one, he's got the Emmy there, isn't yeah. it? But it's the fact that they're so good together. And I, you know what? I'd happily see a film with Steve Cohen and Ricky Gervais. It'd be, very, it'd be very interesting. Because be they do really like each other. Oh, yeah, yeah there's a real good mutual respect. I mean, he slags him off at the. But yeah, I think we both agree that I think. The office is on par with porridge, faulty. Oh, it's in that, you know, really. I went to bed last night thinking about this. You know, I think it's, it's got true classic, mm. and I mean, true classic, like you're saying, like them, porridge, faulty towers, only falls on horses. Yeah. To me, it's in there, mm. you know, because I can keep one. I have watched them for a few years because I went for a Saturday, watched them every other year. And I, yeah. I had a biannual rewatch, I'll give that a thing now, <laughs> but uh. You know, I know like, you talk about it. I could sit and watch all of them tonight, all in a row, and yeah. not be bored. Now that you've talked about it, yeah, no yeah. problem. I'm, I'm I know where all the jokes are, yeah, and I'm hoping that this is what I'm really kind of hoping that this is what this, this particularly this episode of Waffle. Well, actually, every episode of Waffle, and I kind of hope, and it does seem to happen where a good podcast should. You've, you've, we've, you've listened to us talk about it, and you think, you know what? I really want to go back and watch that, and I really do hope. And if you want, if you don't own the office. Use our Amazon link, which I'm going to put in the show notes, okay. and click on to yeah. Amazon. Uh, it won't cost you any more, but it'll help us out in the show. We've got, we've got you know, I think especially if, obviously if, you, if you're not, if you're not, you know, if you're not British from the States or Australia, or whatever, and you know, you want to see the best, probably the best British comedy of the last twenty years. Yes, I'd say that. You know, I love yeah. I love Phoenix Nights. Love it. I don't think it's as good as the other. It's not as good. It's you know, I'm not talking about the proper Phoenix Nights. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. Yeah. There's been some other good stuff. We love the Mighty Boosh. 
Right, love the mighty boot. Not, not really right, I love you know that's it. Yeah. I love all this stuff, but it's not in the same league as this. No. You know, this is different kind there's of everything coming. to it. There's as you say, there's pathos as you mentioned earlier on. There's uh, drama, Dr- there's comedy, and there's slapstick. And, 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 but the most thing as well, it's got an emotional storyline all the way through. Yeah. It's got a love story, which you don't very rarely you'll get a love story mixed with comedy, which mixed with cringe. Not, not obscene cringe I should say I should point this out as well when I say cringe comedy it's not obscene it's not not sexual cringe comedy no, it's, no. Like, it's cringe comedy it's where sorry for you, because the reason why it works is because you the listener will know somebody like David Brent you, oh, will, yeah. you will relate to what's going on in the workplace and you will relate to the scenarios there and that's what's really good and that's what makes really good comedy because if you do something about you know a comedy that you, the audience is going to relate to that it works well, even more it's like heart isn't it yeah it's what um, it's what Red Dwarf has got yeah you, you believe him as friends mm. and I think it, you know chemistry is a big thing you just put anyone can put five funny actors together I don't always work no and I reckon you could I mean although they, you know I don't think they'll have that because obviously Tim's moved on Gareth has moved on all yeah, that yeah when I said it would, you know, would, would you want to see them all together again part it wouldn't of make me, any part sense. Of me would really want to oh yeah it's a bit like, it's a bit like that, what we've talked about Man, it'd be really cool to see a friends reunion if it was a really well wrote storyline. It didn't have or it didn't have kids in it, so you know. But the trouble is, one, you've got to get them there for a realistic reason, which could be Joey's wedding, I suppose. Yeah, that, maybe yeah, it's got to be a realistic reason. It's got to be a very good script because they all work so well together. They were all truly good friends with each other and still are good friends with each other. We was watching episodes of the day. You know, David Schwimmer and Matt LeBlanc appear in the episode yeah, together. Yeah, yeah. They clearly still get on. Um, you know, we'd want to, we'd really want to see it. But can't the other part of you think to yourself, can't do they, the left it, they left it so well. The office has ended so well. I don't look upon this like it's the end. I look upon it like it's moving on. You know, it's almost like my work here's done. You know, uh, I can't imagine Jesus going. Oh, I've told a few people here in Bethlehem I'm the Son of God. Can I just stay here with Mum and Dad now? No, you got to move on. You got to spread the word, you know. You got to go to Nazareth, please, and that's very much like me. My world does not end with these four walls. Slough's a big place, you know. And when I finish with Slough, there's Reading, Aldershot, Bracknell. You know, I've got a Didcot, Yately, you know, my Winnersh, Taplow, you know. Because I am my own my own boss, I can Burfield. I can wake up one morning and go, oh, I don't feel like working today. Can I just stay in bed? Oh, I don't know. You better ask the boss. David, can I stay in bed all day? Mm, yes, you can, David. <laughs> Both me. I'm not. That's not me in bed with another bloke called David. So that's our episode of The Office. We hope you like it. Uh, we'll be back next month. Massive, I need to do a shout out as well. Uh, this podcast is dedicated to the following people. Christopher Lee who we lost uh, yeah. last week, Ron Moody, who we lost last week, and tragically, Patrick uh, Mooney, who died yesterday. Uh, but, but they're going to say that all good ages. Uh, Patrick Mooney oh, was yeah, 93. Like I said, I was never, um, this is why we've never really done the... Um, see, I like the Avengers, but, uh, I, I, but I, 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 you know, I, we were never huge fans. Nah, it's a bit before, uh, bit before our time, but I'm a huge fan of Patrick Mooney because yeah. he's been in Bond, Spinal uh, Tap, spinal tap uh, and he was also, of course, in the Oasis video. 
Don't Look Back in Anger. Um, so I think it was Don't Look Back in Anger, wasn't it? <clears throat> but, and also, he's narrated all of the Bond documentaries. Oh. So the past few weeks... I'm going in, uh, he's in one of the Bond documentaries. He dies in it as well. Yeah, so it's such such a tragic shame that he passed away. But good age, an incredible back catalogue. As we say, good innings. Good innings. All three of them had great back catalogues. But frankly, can we stop, please, losing our greatest actors? Uh, well, we've been talking about this. It's really morbid thing to be talking about. We were talking, weren't we, last week, and who's going to be? Yeah, because uh, some of these no, actors like, I don't say it, are getting. Clint, the da- Gene the da- Hackman, Clint Eastwood, Gene Hackman, Roger Moore. They're yeah. getting when Roger died, when Roger passes away. I am going. I'm having a day off work. I'm sorry, yeah. I am because I can't. I don't think I can cope with that. I'm, I miss Rog. But yeah. Roger's he's still bloody doing good though. To be fair, but uh, and Sean, do you know Sean Connery? I don't want to think about it. No. With mates like Clint Eastwood, mind you, he's still got. He's going to go still, out fighting. Yeah. He'll be punching death in the face. <laughs> yeah. He's going to give up. Anyway, thanks for listening. Uh, take a listen to Jen's blurb in a moment, and she's got all the information about you can contact us and join us for more fun online. And uh, take care. Cheerio. If you would like to voice your opinions in written or vocal form, then please do email the lads at waffleonpodcast at gmail dot com and await your views to be aired and then royally torn apart or praised. If you stalk the internet and hide in such social networks as Facebook, then why not join the group page? It's easy to do. Just type Waffle on Podcast in the search bar, find the page, and join. This has been a Waffle on Production. Copyright Simon Meddings and Mark C. Kelly.
Russian or your Spanish with comrades, compadres. You could be a half gay woman with a dark face, one leg, no legs, long as you got a heart. Hey, transgender, gay, straight, lesbians, whatever, whoever, hey, mate, let's be friends, but just friends. We want you to be where you're properly free, obviously, it's a quality street, believe the deal there, everything is real fair, take a ride on my equal opportunity wheelchair, yeah. come with me down Equality Street, you never know the people you meet, at the end of the street is a golden gate, it let it love, it don't let it hate, no, Equality Be seeing you.